0: Welcome to Two Three Told. What's going on? This is Dr. Cradock. And this is Dr. Walter Aka. We, we have some interesting news. We we just doubled our subscribers in in one day. I mean, you got to explain why, though. I, I mean, I just want to leave it at that. I mean, no, nope. it don't really was, it was because of Dr. Scott, our, our guest. Okay, he's the one that told other people, two people, he, to he, listen. And and that doubled our subscribers in one foul swoop. That's I see how much more impressive it sounded when I said it first. Yeah, that is true. I should have just kept shit. I yeah, exactly. Kept quiet. But it's okay. <laughs> so,
1: Doctor Scott, what is going on, sir? He's not actually in I mean, the
2: Yes, I'm. I'm here, and like I said, I, I was. I had to tell people I was going to be on, and now I'm glad I got you guys up and subscribers. Thank you
0: so, so much. So, so basically, we we got we doubled our following just by having this man on. That's, <laughs> that's basically what it is. I'm glad we did it. Exactly. I'm glad. Before
1: <laughs> I was like, ah, why are we doing this? Now he's he's valuable to us. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's valuable yeah, to I mean, us. What you guys are doing is awesome. awesome. Oh man, appreciate you. So uh, today we're actually going to go and Dr. Scott being an Adonis, is going to educate us on exactly the process from beginning to end what root canals are, right? A lot of people don't know about it. You just go, oh, it's a root canal. It's supposed to hurt, right? And Dr. Scott is going to kind of debunk that myth. That's right. Right? And he's going to explain to us from beginning to end how root canals are, what happens, and, and just how to make sure that you are, are educated enough to go to the right person to know when when you are at the right person and to make sure, you know, like, for example, I know a lot of uh, general dentists that don't do uh, rubber dam.
2: That's a big no no.
1: See? You see how he got real he, he, he if you would have seen him, he got
0: real like hyped up right now. I saw his eye twitch when yes. he said like, no rubber dam. <laughs> right.
1: <you> <laughs> but some general some general dentists don't do it. Right. And so we're gonna talk about that, right? The standard of care. Exactly. And he's For, he's, and he's also gonna go over some materials that are used, right? Exactly. So you're gonna learn from beginning to end what a root canal consists of, how to do a root canal. Well, you're not gonna do it, but basically how to understand what a root canal and, and what it takes to get a Good root canal. And you can actually go on, uh, Instagram. I, I see a lot of your beautiful work that you oh, do on you, there. You, no, great. absolutely. So, so, you know, again, if you really love root canals for some weird reason, you can go <laughs> and see some really excellent work that he does. So Dr. Scott, please uh, tell us. Your background, tell us, you know, schooling and everything like that. All right,
2: my name is uh, Doctor Dontre Scott. I went to Howard University College of Dentistry, yes, and what's I, up. thats oh, right, that's right. Up.
1: H-U. I I forgot that I was never going to bring someone yes, from sir. Howard again. That's right. But um,
2: I also uh, did my uh, endodontic residency at New York University in Manhattan, and uh, before that, I did two years of general practice residency. Okay. See So this man is well-rounded. He he is learned. Exactly, he is learned. You cannot gain the experience without having the experience. Mm. Oh.
1: Wow, that sounded really that was, good. That was that deep. Okay, <laughs> say that again.
2: You cannot yeah. gain the experience without having the
1: experience. I'm going to use that now. It's mine. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's, it's
1: all me. All right. So so let's let's you know tell a story here. You know, whenever we did we did the implant stuff, we told a story from beginning to end. Okay. So explain to us: patient comes in, they need a root canal, and we learned from. Um, previous episodes that you need a root canal because the teeth are sensitive or whatever it may be, correct? Right. Teeth fracture, whatever. So explain to us, a patient comes into your office, they need a root canal. Okay. Tell us what's the first thing you do.
2: Well, I'm going to first ask the patient what's going on. Tell me, can you explain to me what you're experiencing and tell me how long you've been experiencing that? So those are the first few things I want to know what's going on. A patient is going to be the most important indicator to me about what may be going on in their mouth. I can't get any more details than what a patient is experiencing from you know themselves, their own chief complaint.
1: So then what do you do after that? So the patient tells you, hey, listen, this, this tooth is killing me, da-da-da. What do you do next?
2: The next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to actually do a physical exam, like a clinical exam. I want to look inside and I want to see if I can see any obvious things that may be going on inside their mouth clinically. And then the next thing after that, obviously, would be um, to, to try to get some radiographs of what may be going on.
1: So you... Look at it clinically, looking in their mouth, test and do some tests. Right. And then you look at the
2: x-ray. Exactly. So you
1: don't just believe the patient or the doctor that referred the patient to you. Exactly. That- I'm
2: always going to do my own testing. Um, and those tests will consist of a thermal test, meaning I'm going to apply some different type of temperatures to your teeth, may- maybe hot or cold, um, see how your tooth responds. And also, I'm going to do multiple teeth in that area because sometimes we think it's one tooth and it may be the other. You might think it's pain on the bottom. It might be actually coming from the top and vice versa. And then I'm going to do some physical testing, maybe tapping on different teeth. I use my hand to palpate in that different areas, and that will help me kind of guide and figure out which tooth is actually giving you the problem that you're having.
1: So, have you ever had anybody refer a patient for a tooth and then you find out it's actually another tooth? Oh,
2: that happens all the time. Yes. Okay. Definitely.
1: Okay, so that's the whole point to the first step.
2: Exactly. And it's called referred pain because our nerves in that area are so close to each other, sometimes we think it's one area like I said earlier, and it may be another area. So that's why I do those tests.
0: So it's so it's a necessary thing to do so you're not doing treatment on the wrong tooth. Exactly. And the patient's still being in pain. Exactly. Specialist.
1: <laughs> um so then now you've tested and you said, Hey, it's this tooth, what's next?
2: So after I test the teeth, and I, like I said, I take the necessary radiographs, which is usually, in my case, at least three radiographs after that. And I want to talk to the patient about what a root canal is and what it consists of, and I, uh, walk them through the procedure before we actually begin. Why three x-rays? So I always take a bite wing, which is so I can see in between your teeth. All right. And then I also take two different angles because your teeth have roots and they're three-dimensional objects. So I want to look at that three dimensions And different angles because an x-ray is only two dimensions. So, I want to try to get as much information as I possibly can.
0: Okay.
1: You know, one thing that everybody always says is, you know what? Root canals really hurt. Tell us why someone would actually think that or what would lead someone to believe that root canals hurt? Because that's the next step, I'm guessing, right? You talk to us about this.
2: Right. So, first of all, most people associate root canals with pain because they come into the office in extreme pain, which I understand. But next reason people associate root canals with pain is because, unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, I have to get you numb, all right? So, I got to use that needle. We all hate that needle. I'm a dentist, and I hate the needle. My (laughs) wife is a dentist, and she injects me, (laughs) and I hate it, okay? Let's be honest, right? True words, true words. But... The next reason some people have fear with root canals and pain associated with it is because they went to someone who didn't get them numb enough. And you're digging out the nerve of a tooth. The nerve of a tooth is extremely sensitive. If I went in there without the proper anesthetic, it's going to hurt. Let's be honest. All right. So. My job, unfortunately, so I'm going to give you a lot of needles and my needles are going to make sure that that whole area is numb, more numb than you've ever been. And it's going to last even after I'm finished with the root canal. So that's why a lot of people have that association with pain and root canals because they weren't actually anesthetized properly.
0: You know, I heard a story uh, in the 50s. um, It wasn't uncommon practice for an endodontist not to numb the, the tooth so that they could find where the apical seal was. Basically, they would judge off the patient's uh, when they jumped out of the chair the most, like, oh, I'm at the apex. Is So
1: basically, you're saying that they were looking for the nerve by letting the patient tell them where the nerve is.
0: Yeah. That's crazy. Man,
2: I don't know how they went through it back then. I'll tell you that much. But that's not my goal, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going I'm to get you as numb as I can possibly get you. Um, Now, some nerves are a little bit more inflamed than others. All right? If you let that cavity get so bad and so deep and it's chronic... There's a lot of chemical equations that I'm not going to bore you with, but it changes the way that the anesthesia actually works. So if you feel that cavity getting deep, you want to get to your dentist as soon as possible because it could be harder to get you numb. Now, if you got an abscess and you're swollen, that's another reason, like I said, chemical equations, the anesthesia may not work as well. So it could be a little bit more difficult to get you as comfortable as I like. But I'm gonna try my best. I'm gonna give you as much anesthesia as I possibly can to get you to know.
1: And I think we talked about this in the we last, did. right? Yeah. We talked about, about the acidity you know, of the, exactly. the infection. Yeah. Right. That area is a lot more acidic. Right. Right. So the lower pH, meaning you know how close to water level, which is seven, so you might have that area be at a two. Right. And your anesthesia is at a 7.5 or 8.
2: They're boring you with a lot of science. <laughs> Basically, right? it, it, it just doesn't work as well because the environment is not ideal for the medicine to work. Right. So, so you need more. Exactly. You know what? Or, I, you know, and another thing, a lot of I was dentists, trying to sound smart. I really was. <laughs> no, you know, Sean, he's, this guy, these guys are very smart. But you know what's really really about it is that another thing is a lot of dentists don't give the anesthesia enough time. All right. You got to give a time. The, the studies show that 10 to 15 minutes is the average Americans are getting numb. Uh-huh. All right. When you give that lower block. All right. So, so why would a dentist not do that? I mean, I don't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, truth be told. Please but, tell us. The truth be told, some dentists don't, they're not patient enough or they got a lot of patients on the schedule. Um, they got to move on. You got somebody yelling in the other room. Exactly. Hey, we need to hurry up. Exactly. But me, I'm going to get you numb. I'm going to give you that time. Now, if you get an upper tooth, upper teeth getting numb almost instantly. Now, like I said. If you got that that uh, abscess or things like that, that could change it, but the upper teeth are a lot easier to get numb than the lower tooth because in reality, we can't see the nerve. The bone is denser, so it's like a very, very, very educated guess when we give that lower block, all right? But we got to give it time sometimes.
0: Okay, so you, you've you diagnosed the, the tooth. You found the culprit. You've talked to them about anesthesia. You got them numb. What do you tell the patient next or what do you do next? So, I'm going
2: to tell the patient what I'm going to do is we're going to clean out that cavity in most cases, which is the case. But a lot of you who have those beautiful porcelain crowns on there, that's what's caused you to have that pain, right? So, I got
1: to explain to you. Oh, (laughs) <laughs> so Dr. Kradock might be offended what, what, what by that. Do you,
0: What do you mean by that That <laughs> lovely porcelain crown? How could that How could that cause you to, to need a root canal? Well, that's, all right. So a
2: tooth, when we smile, we see white. For most of us, we see white. When we <laughs> see that beautiful white enamel. Once you remove that enamel layer, there's a very soft layer under there called dentin, which is a little bit more yellow. And the more dentin you remove, the closer you get to the nerve. And the nerve doesn't like that. It likes to be covered by enamel and dentin. So you're removing both the sheet and the blanket. That means you're cold, right? Then the, the, oh, the, that The, well the pulp is going to be very cold and very sensitive. So, I like
0: how he's breaking it down here. Okay. I just okay. want to
2: make sure other people understand what's going on. <laughs> so when you do get a crown, you got to remove that enamel and some of that dentin. So most people are okay by doing that. You can get that crown on there and you're okay, but maybe like twenty to thirty percent of people. They got to get a root canal after a crown because the nerve just becomes irreversibly inflamed and very insensitive to, to it.
1: So, sometimes the reason why you get root canals uh, on teeth that have crowns on there is because they've taken away that protective layer. Exactly. And you called it a blanket, I believe, right. which is well put, and now you're cold. Exactly. So, that's why the tooth is now cold and, and now is kind of acting up exactly right so now the nerve is exposed so we need to go ahead and get a root canal in there to kind of calm that nerve down or take exactly. that nerve
2: out exactly so the nerve the nerve may not be actually exposed but it just doesn't have the blanket and some of the sheet like i said is actually gone too so it's like just you're not covered fully you know so it's like you're going to be more sensitive so okay.
1: now so we're at the point now again we're telling the story so we're at the point where you've numbed the patient you understand why that tooth needs to be root canaled, right? So then you put, uh, I remember I talked about the whole, um, the blanket or we'll call it, it's it's called a rubber dam. Right. So what does a rubber dam do? and Why explain should they them, have a rubber explain, dam?
0: Explain to them why we use a rubber dam and what a rubber dam is. Okay? All right. So I'm uh, going to tell
2: you that the rubber dam is the standard of care. Okay. <laughs> he paused on those, know. Like
1: each individual <laughs> <laughs> word.
2: So you should never get a root canal without a rubber dam. Now, there are some ex- there are some extenuating circumstances where an endodontist should do the root canal without a rubber dam, but I have never done a root canal without a rubber dam. And the reason you use a rubber dam is because you want to isolate the tooth to ensure no saliva or other things get inside of the root canal after I clean it out. I'm trying to sterilize the inside of your tooth. So you don't want anything to get in there at all except things that the endodontist or the dentist who's doing the root canal is placing.
1: Well, okay. So, one, the rubber dam is to isolate that tooth that you're
2: working on. Exactly.
1: What about protection? Does the rubber dam also help with any kind of protection? It
2: does. I'm using all types of medications. Um, I'm drilling. There's a lot of water. And I'm also using very, very, very small instruments to go inside of your tooth and clean it out. We're talking about instruments with the diameter the size of a period all right on the end of a sentence you don't want to swallow one of those things so the rubber dam helps prevent you from having one of those things go down your throat and into your lungs all right? and,
0: and the rubber dam is basically the, the the stretchy type of rubbery material that they you place in the mouth right, right to do that right exactly and we use a metal clamp that
2: actually clamps around the tooth uh, to hold the rubber dam in place, sometimes it may pinch the gums a little bit, but that's what it's used for.
0: Okay,
1: but you're numb, so you don't really feel in much of anything. Exactly, you feel pressure. Exactly, right.
0: But it's for, it's but it's basically for your protection, right? Uh, it's, and it's for it's the sta- isolation. Exactly, exactly. P- other people might know a, a rubber dam is a dental dam, dental and dam. they use it for other purposes. We're not going to go into those on the show. What, what other purposes? You never heard? It? No, I heard. It. I just want did, you to did say. Did you it. did you not have sex ed class? Whoa. He's the one with the baby. I went went to public school. As as did I.
1: You went to a better school than I did. Uh,
0: Anyway,
1: anyway, so so now we've got the rubber dam on and you're about to work. Right. Please continue
2: so next you're going to hear that loud drill with that screeching noise i'm going to be opening up the tooth cleaning out all the the cavity that may be there or if there may not be a cavity just like i said you might have that crown on and you have that pain so i'm going to be drilling through your crown which will make even more weird sounds and i'm going to get in there and i'm going to find the nerve i'm going to open it up and i'm going to see the nerve and the way i work is i use a microscope all right a microscope will blow things up for me so i can see basically everything that's going on okay Uh, Not all endodontists use it, and if you're getting your root canal by a general dentist, most likely they won't use it, but it helps, all right? And it's definitely something that will uh, improve your root canal outcome. Now, I open it up, I find the nerve, and I will use, like I said, those very small instruments to go in and basically fish the nerve out of there, kind of hook it out and use it to uh, remove the nerve. I'll use another instrument that uh, spins. You'll feel it kind of vibrating inside your tooth, and we, like I said, we just want to clean that nerve out and shape it so that my medicine can go down in and flush it out.
1: So, there's something that you mentioned um, the microscope, mm-hmm. so why do you need a microscope what do you What do you see when you look through the microscope that maybe a general dentist doesn't see with their eyes or
2: okay, so um let's talk about a penny all right you got a penny in your hand right now or a penny in your pocket take it out all right you see you see Abraham Lincoln on a penny, but the microscope makes Abraham Lincoln's nose all right look like the size of your fingernail as opposed to how it looks when you look at it with your own eyes. So, that's why I use the microscope. It blows things way up. It's thousands of times magnification.
0: And one of the things that you, you are concerned about when you're doing endodontics is, is missing canals, right? It's exactly. missing openings. So, you want to be able to see everything. Exactly.
1: So, whenever you you open the tooth up, you're trying to look for individual areas that have the nerve in there. Right. That's the canal. Yeah, right? exactly. So, each canal normally has a nerve that feeds that that tooth
2: right, right,
1: right, and and is there a time where maybe uh you've gotten a referral from another pa- uh, another dentist that forgot to look for that additional canal or uh, those yes, canals
2: because like I said, that magnification helps, man, like um it's almost like driving the car with one of your headlights out, you might miss the turn, you might miss the sign that you need to see to to exit off the highway, you know' it's, the magnification helps the lighting source is better than any uh loop that you could wear on your eye i've got. I've got one of the best loop systems also that I wear sometimes, but it has nothing uh, compared to the, uh, to the microscope light, you know, it is so bright. And like I said, it, it, it um, amplifies that light source so much. Um, so yeah, I can also see cracks in teeth that could cause you to have a lot of pain. Even after a root canal, um, I can see those miscanals, canals and I can also see maybe perforations or like holes in a tooth or just things that you can't see with the normal magnification. So that's why the microscope helps.
1: Awesome. So, after you see all the canals that have the nerves in there, you take out the nerve. Right. What are you putting in the nerves? Let's talk about step-by-step.
2: Step. Okay. So, first, I'm going to use, like I said, different medications. Uh, one of them is a tissue-dissolving medication and an antibacterial, like bactericidal, meaning it kills everything. Uh, the next thing I'm going to do is another medication that's going to basically open the tooth up. The tooth is made out of a a, a material, like a bone almost. So, we want to loosen the bone up a little bit so it can accept any other medications. And then sometimes I use, um, uh, medication that's called Biopure. All right. And you may actually have to pay a little bit extra for that. Your insurance may not cover it. It's basically a broad spectrum antibiotic. It's going to help us fight any bacteria that may be living inside of your tooth from that cavity you had. Um, and that's going to kill a lot of germs. All right. And that's, those are the medicines I'm going to use to, to kill so it. So like with, inside. with,
0: with Biopure, like, uh, typically with endodontics or anytime we're talking that they have an abscess, you know, uh, on previous shows, we talked about we're giving them antibiotics, right? But this isn't a systemic antibiotic. This is an antibiotic placed directly in the location where you're having the infection, right?
2: Exactly. So most of the things about root canals, you try to keep everything inside of the tooth as much as you can because the problem that's causing you to have the problem, you know, maybe if you have an infection, it's gotten to the bone, right? And you got that abscess or that little pimple above your gums. Sometimes pus may come out. We got to clean the inside of the tooth out. That way it will help your immune system be able to clean the outside of the tooth so it doesn't have to keep fighting what's inside of the tooth. So the antibiotics I use only stay inside of your tooth. If any does get outside of the tooth, it's it's so minimal it has no real effect.
1: Okay. I remember when I was going to dental school, one of my mentors said this, and this was a good example. So tell me from, you know, he said that bacteria just needs a small, small amount of uh, space to get into the nerve mm-hmm. right and once it gets into the nerve it's kind of like opening up like a, it's a, a buffet, buffet. It's yeah, a buffet. Right. so so what you're trying to do is you have all these nerves that are in the crevices and low low you know tunnels within right. the tooth right mm-hmm. so your medication goes in there and cleans it all out right something that you can't do with just by going in there physically, physically. exactly right mm-hmm. so your medication goes in there and cleans those little crevices that you can't reach physically that's why you have to pay the additional for the biopure, correct
2: right also your paying additional because we're using, we're using antibiotics, you know, those antibiotics are coming from a, you know, another source and we're bringing them in. So, I mean, just like anything else in dentistry, you got to Pay for things, you know, to cover the cost that we're actually putting out. Yeah, exactly.
0: And then, what is the benefit? I mean, on previous shows, we talked about, you know, know, the overdiagnosis of of antibiotics and creating superbugs. Is there's there's a benefit to delivering it right where you need it, as opposed to getting a patient on antibiotics after treatment for a month, right? Because then, if they get something else, another bug down the road, it could be a superbug where no antibiotic will help it. So. Um, I think there's that there's that added benefit to it as well. Right. 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 And and the way I always explain it to my patients is that
2: you want to have as many weapons on your side to try to win the battle. If I'm going to get a root canal, why not add something else that might kill another germ? Why not? You know, and like I said, it's localized, and just that one area, as Dr. Cradock just pointed out, it's not going to spread all the way throughout your body and just, like you said, bring maybe that possibility of uh, antibiotic resistance. It's just going right at the source, trying to kill any of those germs that are in that area. All right, good. So we've
1: now killed the bacteria, we've cleaned that area out with, you know, what we call uh, files. Mm -hmm. Explain to us files and, and what you do whenever you're actually mechanically removing and cleaning that canal.
2: Okay, so there are different types of files. There are hand files, the ones where you see your doctor actually using his fingers, kind of going up and down, up and down, twisting around like the and smallest around.
0: Smallest violin on to man. Huh? Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. And you, then know, you, are... you ruin everything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I, was, he, he, he's so well versed in this. Is,
0: this is what a professor would tell us. <laughs> he's like, you're playing the, the, the smallest uh, violin known to man. It, that exactly. Del-, but it's why art.
1: I'm not it's... bringing anybody else from Halifax <laughs> because the stupidity.
0: <laughs> but
2: go ahead,
1: please. We
0: are Dr. the Scott. best
2: dentists that you can find. <laughs> go ahead, Dr. Scott, please. But like I was saying, we have those hand files, all right? And that's how I was trained. I was trained on the hand file method because there weren't any machines to do it at first. But now there's actually what's called rotary machines. And there are, you know, so many different uh, brands and types. I could go into that, but I'm not going to. They're just basically nickel-titanium uh, files, and they're shaped in a way to basically, like I said, kind of just uh, clean and shape and kind of scrape the walls of your tooth to make sure we're getting all of the uh, nerve out first and any maybe germs like laying on the wall we are trying to scrape it out. And with those medicines I described earlier, we flush out the uh, rest of the bacteria. And Sorry with about
0: the, the, the rotary instruments you decry- described with the nickel-titanium, those help you do it faster,
2: right? They help us do it way faster. I don't know how many of you guys have root canals back in the past, but they used to take hours or hours, you know, and now I can do your your molar root canal in an hour or less.
1: Oh. Uh, so, actually, Technology is beneficial yes. in the
2: situation. And, and so it helps with my fingers not get calluses, also.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so he, he doesn't get cramps halfway through the whole exactly. process. So so now Dr. Scott has cleaned everything out. He's used his files. So now you have basically a shell of a tooth, right? Okay. Because a there's no nerve, tooth, yes. a hollow tooth. There's no nerve or anything in there. Right. So what do you do to fill that area?
2: So there is still that space where the nerve was called the root canal. All right. And what we want to do is we want to fill that space up so that bacteria cannot. Track travel from the top of the tooth, the part that you see when you smile to the root, the part that you see at the x-ray at the bottom. Okay. So we fill that space up with a material called gutta percha. All right. And gutta percha is basically a whole bunch of things mixed together, but it's really a plant, a plant that they've combined with other materials. That's mostly like a thermoplastic material. It gets really, really hot. We heat it up with the source and then you can kind of like mold it so that it shapes into the form of your root canal.
1: Okay, so now that gut aperture that you put in there, right, it, it's got to be sterile, right? You've right. made sure everything is completely sterile. You put the guttapercha in there. And that guttapercha, how does it look on
0: the x-ray?
2: On the x-ray, you're going to see like white lines going through your tooth. That's what I always describe it as in my patient. It just looks like your tooth is filled with some white lines going through it.
0: So basically, it's a filling material for the inside of the tooth. Exactly. Yeah. So what's the benefit to that? It's, it's a, uh, it's
2: actually very healthy for your body. It doesn't cause you uh, any harm. Some people, very, very, very few people have a reaction to it, but if we tested a million people, maybe just like. 10 of them would have a reaction to it. So it's very safe for everyone. Uh, the benefit is that, like I said, it can be, uh, molded to the shape of the root canal and everybody's root canals are shaped differently. So we heat it up and we kind of like compress it, you know, like I said, like a hot, a hot glue, you know, but it's really a rubbery plant-based material. Um, and it also is a benefit because it blocks the canal, but we can also remove it if we have to go in there and, uh, retreat the tooth.
1: Okay so you've now put the gutter perch in there mm-hmm. right and uh so how do you finish this whole process off how do you make sure that the Patient goes from beginning to end. Now, we're kind of like almost done, right? Two-thirds mm-hmm. of the way done. Right. Finish it all for us. So,
2: we want to put, most likely, I'm going to put some type of temporary material in the tooth, all right? But you got to go back to your general dentist and get a permanent restoration. So, a root canal and a crown is usually the way it goes. It's almost like a puzzle piece, okay? If you get an excellent root canal by me, Dr. Scott.
1: <laughs> and you go see that was her. a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> the
2: only thing I was missing was his address, his office, <laughs> (laughs) I I mean, I could work very, very hard and we can get this best root canal possible. But then you go to your dentist and they do the worst crown or you never get a crown. You just leave that temporary restoration on there. My root canal is going to go bad. Uh, you know, so it's kind of like a puzzle piece. We need both of those things to be great in order for it to be done.
1: Can I say something, though? Um, I The last episode, we had Dr. Uh, Dennis on there. Okay. It's, and it's, uh, <laughs> I, I hear a lot of blame uh, on the crown. Exactly. And, and, and a lot of general dentists that emailed us or talked to us said that, well, these endodontists keep blaming the crown. Okay. Right. And so do you feel like you're biased when you're blaming the crown? So, do you think that could be you?
2: So I no (laughs) wow
1: man in the mirror.
2: (laughs) So I'm gonna put this out there. All right, America, you listening? All right,
1: we have five people. All right, (laughs) you don't have much of America. All five of you.
2: (laughs) Eight out of ten root canals are done by general dentists. Eight out of every ten root canals in America are done by general dentists. Okay, and the success rate of a root canal is over eighty percent. It's like ninety percent. So there has to be a reason why the root canals are failing. And most of the root canals fail because of the bacteria getting back into your tooth and reinfecting the tooth. All right. They have to get in some kind of way. And the way they get in is because the the top of the tooth, the crown, the filling is not sealed. So... What about the gutter percha
1: you put in there? Doesn't that stop the bacteria from going down?
2: So, that goes back to back to what I was saying. If you uh, to compare the x-ray of a root canal done by myself or Dr. Dennis, or as you mentioned earlier, compared to the x-ray of a root canal by general dentist, most of the time, you're going to see a difference, all right? Our fill may be a little bit more dense, so we may actually get to the end of the root. Um, you know, th- those things will help keep that bacteria from traveling up and down. Bacteria are so for small. For those that
0: don't know, that that's dental shade right there. It's, <laughs> he really- it's more dense. <laughs> Actually completed it to the to the apex of the tooth to the end of the tooth. I yeah. feel
1: like we've lost any dentist of
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 uh, general no, dentists true. do excellent root canals because like no, I said they good. do they do most of the root canals in the country and they still succeed. But my point is that even if they do a crappy root canal, but they do an excellent crown and stop the bacteria from getting back in, your root canal will probably be successful, it probably will not fail, but if you do an endodontist does your root canal, and it looks beautiful, but you have a crappy filling or not a great crown. The root canal has a higher chance of failing. So let,
0: let me let me let me ask this question. So when you ever see a case, you, like you mentioned in the beginning, you're removing decay. Having that crown on there is so important. Do you ever look at a case and say, to rest, what what is the dentist going to have to do to restore this tooth, and is that possible? Does that make what I do? Do you you ever talk about a a tooth that's not restorable or in your eyes or needs crown lengthening or something extra so that you can get that good seal? Do you you talk about that with your patients before you do root canals? Yes, I do all the time.
2: But if you have a good dentist, a general dentist, they're going to talk to you about that first. All right. And they're going to actually have the tooth in preparation so that when they come see the specialist, you don't even have to worry about us having that conversation because they've already done the steps necessary to get you in a position to succeed. So you always want to have a... Hopefully, your dentists, your general dentist, and your endodontist have a good working relationship together so that they are trying to actually plan things out so that you do have a successful uh, tooth, you know, last you a long time.
0: Okay. Let's let's use the scenario where the tooth already had a crown, right? You had to drill through the crown to do the root canal. Take me to, in, in that situation, something happened to get to the nerve, right? So, something irritated the nerve where it was a crown. We removed the, the sheet and the blanket, and so the tooth is cold. At that point, you've already done the root canal. How do you best protect that root canal that you've done? Is it with the same crown or is it a new crown? Or it, t- Tell me tell me your thought process there.
2: So I'm a scientist. Um, so if you want to break it all the way down to the microscopic level, my opinion, this is just my opinion, which is the lowest level of evidence possible. If I had to get a root canal through my crown, I want a new crown. That's just my opinion. Because that's just science, right? If you drill a hole through something, even if you fill it in, that hole microscopically is still there, right? Somewhere something can get through. But in most cases, if your dentist had an excellent crown, they can fill that crown in with a, a really multi-layer composite. I would recommend them do two layers, maybe like a glass ionomer and put a composite on top of that. just to give you two layers to hopefully stop your saliva, which has all the bacteria in it, from leaking through that crown over time. But it's always possible if they do it that way, saliva can get through. It may take a long time, but it could possibly get through.
0: Okay.
1: So it's not necessary to replace that crown, not but all it's the time.
0: suggested.
2: I don't want to say that, but
0: if you were your talking opinion, to me, yes, if you're talking if
1: you're to getting me, a root canal right, on my own
2: side. personal tooth, if I had a crown and I need a root canal on, I want a new crown. That's me.
1: But again, that's just opinion, not right. necessarily that's not science, fact or anything. That's like the that lowest level it. of evidence. Got yes. you. Well, thank you very much for that that uh, breakdown. So,
0: so, the, so, so, just summarize kind of everything in in one nice little bundle for for our listeners, as far as you know what a, what what you do. So, my goal is to first identify
2: the tooth that's causing you pain, and then I'm going to get you as numb as I possibly can. I'm going to isolate that tooth so that nothing goes in your mouth and nothing goes inside the tooth while I'm cleaning it out. I'm going to clean it out physically, all right, with different small instruments. I'm going to flush it out with a bunch of medications, and then I'm going to dry it out, and I'm going to fill the inside of your tooth up with a material that blocks the root canal so bacteria doesn't travel up and down, okay? And that's what a root canal basically is, uh, as simplified as I can get. Now, after the root canal's over, the tooth is going to be sore, especially if you bite hard on it. Okay, so give it at least a week before it calms down, right? It's expected to be sore after a root canal. Okay.
1: Real quick, let's talk about different charges, right? Okay. We talked about biopure, right? Which is the antibiotic, exactly. That's a charge. Mm-hmm. We talked about possibility of just the, the root canal itself. That's a charge, exactly. Depending on if you're in the front, middle, or back molar, exactly. Right. The last part that one that always surprises people is obstructed canal. Mm-hmm. Explain to us what that is.
2: So. The way the body works is as you it's irritated, the tooth I'm talking about in particular, the nerve tries to protect itself. And the way it protects itself is it basically lays down more tooth to block anything from getting inside, right? If somebody's trying to get in your house, you want to shut the door. So that's what it definitely does. It lays down more tooth, which is almost like a bone or cement. Try to take your, your butter knife and break through the cement in front of your house. That's what a root canal is. I'm taking a butter knife, and I'm going through bone and trying to just basically clean it out slowly, slowly, slowly. So sometimes the tooth has been so irritated over time, especially in older individuals or teeth that have been traumatized. Maybe you got hit by a baseball when you were a kid or you fell down or what have you. What happens is the nerve basically blocks itself off, and it becomes so small that it makes my job extremely hard. So we're already talking about, as I said earlier, the nose on Abraham Lincoln or his eyes on the penny, imagine the eyes getting even smaller and I'm trying to get inside of those eyes. So I'm taking my butter knife uh, as the an example, and I'm trying to get through that little teeny hole. That takes more time uh, and it takes uh, smaller instruments or even more of my instruments to do it. So I got to pay for the instruments. I got to pay for the materials I use to break through the tooth. So unfortunately, That gets passed on to you as the patient, and that's what's called an obstructed
0: canal. And also the time, the extra time that you have to use to do it.
1: Okay. Are there any other charges that a patient should see or might see on their bill?
2: So we talked about the exam and the testing that we do. We talked about the uh, different irrigations, including the bioperiod that we use, and we talked about the actual root canal, and then, like I said, the obstructed canal. Those are should be the only things that I would expect you to see uh, on your root canal uh, bill.
1: Got you. So if any, if you see any kind of other weird charge for the root canal. Rubber damn fee. There, yeah, that does, right. doesn't, no. does
2: not
0: exist. Exactly, does not exist. Now <laughs> Rubber there, damn now fee does not exist. Now, there is exist.
2: another procedure that we haven't brought up, which is called an apicoectomy, which is a surgical root canal. Um, that's an, a whole other procedure. whole nother thing well you brought it up talk about it yeah so basically some root canals they just don't work you know and your body tries to fight off the bacteria and it doesn't it's not successful um or maybe one of those uh canals that we talked about under the microscope that we can't see is so small that i even can't even see it under a microscope but bacteria are even smaller than that and they get in and they eat it up and they cause the infection to be persistent so sometimes you have to see an endodontist or maybe a periodontist or maybe a surgeon somebody has to basically cut a Flap, lift your gums up and go into the actual bone and remove the infection from the bone. So that's a whole different uh, charge and procedure. So instead
0: of coming from the top of the tooth, the the part that you see... We're coming through the other side, the exactly. end of it. Exactly. I call it a reverse root
2: canal, basically.
0: Yeah.
1: And so you, what you do is you move the gums out of the way and you come from like the tip of the root canal, from right. the
2: root. And you down. have to
0: remove some bone that's covering that root, exactly. right? Exactly. Well, most of the time when we're actually
2: doing that procedure, the bone has already been destroyed by the infection. So you lift mm-hmm. the gums up, there's literally a hole in your bone. As you look at your own x-rays, you see that black circle at the tip of the root? That's a hole in your bone. Lift that gum up, there's going to be a hole there. You can see it with the naked eye. Uh, but we like to use a microscope if you have one and go in there and clean that infection out from under the bone. And then you kind of do like a mini reverse root canal in that tip of the root And you put the gums back and you stitch them in place.
1: So once you put the, um, you do the mini root canal, reverse root canal, do you fill that hole up with anything?
2: Yes. Actually, the do fill that hole up with um, a material um, that's going to block it off so that bacteria can't travel up and down again. Um, Most uh, people nowadays are going to use this material that's called MTA. And MTA is basically like a cement. It loves water. It loves blood. That actually helps it get hard. And as it gets hard... it's literally like a cement. It blocks things from traveling up and down. Uh, there are a whole bunch of other materials that you can use that the science shows that may be just as effective as MTA, uh, but uh, most people are using MTA.
1: So MTA is kind of like Portland cement. Uh, yes, that's what someone told me one time. I'll say Portland yes. so, cement, like the one you can get at like H, uh, like Home Depot. Well, but yeah, it's uh, it's yes. medically right, medically acceptable, yeah. acceptable. So, so, someone's going to do their own apical at home and just go on oh,
0: doctor i could say go to home portland. depot Let's i'm this not sometime.
1: telling you to go to home depot and get portland cement but i mean that's basically the chemical uh, the makeup, makeup. yes makeup yes it's called makeup.
2: mineral trioxide aggregate there and it, is. it it uh basically like i said it, it gets hard and it blocks anything from traveling up and down there are other things you can use back in the day they used to use the metal filling the same one that you have A in mildum? your mouth yeah, yeah. Yep. yep they used to use that you also can use the temporary material the irm that you can get as uh you know a temporary material. And the um, the science says that actually may be just as effective, but most people nowadays are using the MTA.
1: The MTA because the MTA is better and, and and I guess works better with your body.
2: Right, because like I said, that area is bloody and it you know it has a lot of fluid, so you want something that actually can accept the fluid and still harden.
1: So if someone is unfortunate enough, I guess, to ha- need an apicoectomy, then what they do, hopefully, would be to fill that top of the root canal, the tip of the root, with MTA to harden and then let your your body do the
2: rest. Right, exactly. So it's really, weird. all we're trying to do is help your immune system win the battle. That's all we're trying to do.
1: All right. Well, thank you very much. I felt like that was really informative um, when it comes to that. And again, we always say this, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to let us know at realdentist at g- gmail.com and we'll be able to pass that information on to Dr. Scott and he'll come back and answer more questions for you guys. In the end, we're supposed to make sure that you, we answer all your questions and we are able to give you the information. So when you go to the general dentist or endodontist, depending on which one you go to, and hopefully you are able to ask the questions that you need in order to make sure that you get the proper
0: treatment, correct? And that's the right questions. Yeah.
2: Right, right. And, and, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, root canal should not hurt. Okay. While you're getting the treatment, obviously nobody wants, to, I don't like to go to a dentist. I am a dentist, but <laughs> mm-hmm. we don't want to go there. It may be uncomfortable or it's not the best situation, but you should not be feeling anything sharp. Okay. You're going to feel pressure. The only way to get rid of that obviously is to go to a, an operating room in a hospital, but you don't need to do that for dentistry unless you have extenuating circumstances, but you're going to feel pressure. Uh, you're going to feel the tooth vibrating. But nothing should feel sharp or pain, intense pain. Root canals don't hurt if they're done properly. And most endodontists are experts at doing that.
1: That's actually very well put. And I, I appreciate you saying that because of the fact that a lot of people do have that stereotype that root canals hurt. You know, oh, I got to get a root canal. It, it hurts. That's not the case. That's not always the case if done properly. Right. Exactly. exactly. Right? Uh, and that that includes if Dr. Cradock
0: does it. I can't vouch for that you now. I can't. <laughs> Okay. All right. <laughs> anyway, thanks for uh, throwing me under the bus. Though. Come on, always. Uh, but we
1: definitely appreciate you, Doctor Scott, coming through. Um, and again, if you have any questions for Doctor Scott or for ourselves, um, but hopefully just for him, we don't want <laughs> I, I literally don't want to answer any endodontic questions. So hopefully that's why he's there. So if you have any questions for him, please let us know. Is there any way people can get in contact with you?
2: Oh yeah, my uh, email address is dscottdds at gmail dot com. Um, I'm available to be reached there anytime. Perfect. Okay. What what about if they people want to see your cases or they just want to look you up? Uh you can look me up. Um sometimes I post my cases on Instagram on the storylines. Um I'm at your mouth 06. Oh, clever. Yes, um, that's mouth M-O-U-F, 06. <laughs> all right. okay.
1: So if you ever want to go check him out and see some of his cases, I mean, they're really, really good cases. And I know I follow him on uh, Instagram, and he always has some great pictures, uh, better than I take. I, <laughs> mean, I <usually laughs> just take random stuff that no one really cares about on Instagram. That's so pretty much No true. one really follows me, I'll be honest. <laughs> but anyway, I appreciate you coming through. Let me know if you need anything or, or have any questions at all uh, for our listeners at all 5 people people thanks to you it's up to five, it's up to five now well, six
2: now could i actually subscribe to oh man. man we're doing well we're doing well
1: we're, we're moving doing well. up in the world we may we may only have one more podcast after this but it is what it is thank you guys we appreciate thank you, you so much yeah,
0: no problem and welcome uh again uh stay tuned for the next episode of tooth be told yes sir all right thank you for listening to tooth be
1: told if you have any questions or comments please email us at real dentist with an s at gmail.com. That's realdentist, R-E-A-L, dentist dentist with an S, at gmail.com. Remember, the opinions on this podcast are just that, our professional opinions. The final decision about your health should be made by you and a trusted dental professional.